year. Guys, we've done it. It's the end of the year. We have made it to the end of 2017. Against all possible odds. I Even know. though the world wanted to destroy us all. We are still somehow alive in 2017. Alive in 2017, yes. Uh, live 2017. We're Daft Punk. It's new. Uh, <laughs> We're doing it. Tour. <laughs> uh, no, this is not, not Daft, Daft Punk. This is the Media Boat Podcast. Specifically, the last special episode of the Media Boat Podcast of the year. We've wrapped up the year in all our categories, in movies, in TV, in video games, and in music. Not necessarily in that order. But what's left is everything else. For the second year in a row, we're bringing you a special year-end wrap-up that where we take up everything we didn't talk about. That yeah. was just happening. Yeah, you know? so if you want to hear all of our thoughts on stuff that happened in movies, TV, music, and video games. I literally just said this, but yes. <laughs> We've done those. They're yes. in the can. You can see those. But this is not that. This no. is everything else. And, uh, to cap it all off, we'll take a look into our crystal balls and uh, uh, consider 2018 as what we're looking forward to, what we think about what's going to happen. It's going to be a fun little look into the future. A little peek. A little peek. Yeah, a little peek. Uh, but before that... little peek's my new favorite rapper, by the way. A little peek, yeah, it sounds like a <laughs> uh, But yeah, before that, though... Uh, well, oh yeah, by the way, my name is Matt and he's Mike. I'm Mike, he's Matt, this is the Media Boat Podcast. But we said that already. Yes, we did. Uh, but yeah, what we need to say... Is other stuff that happens. Is other things, and let's get rolling into it. So how did you want to start this? Well, I usually like to start this with stuff that happened at the beginning of the year. And I bought a car! You did buy a car. I bought a car at the beginning of this year. It's true. Yeah, this stuff we don't... Like I said, this is stuff that we just don't talk about. That just happens in our lives or in the world in general. Yeah. Speaking of the world in general. General world? Yes. The commander in chief of the general world. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Trump. So yeah, um, uh, the presidential election technically was last year. Uh, but he was inaugurated at the beginning of January. And ever since, we're dealing with the repercussions. Oh, he been sworn... Even though he was sworn in on the 20th or 21st. Yeah. Every week, there's just something new to talk about him. Uh, yeah, it seems and, like the news cycle has been directly affected by what this man says, tweets, does, etc. And, uh, yeah. And how's that border wall coming along? I don't know. I bet he'll have stuff to say about that in 2018. <laughs> it was funny, I have a CNN on in our office all the time. And one of the things um, that the, the this last week has been full of... Is just a bunch of bunch of people sitting around like, well, we finally ran out of things to talk to, talk about, because this is the only week that after they passed that tax bill, everyone goes nothing home for the has holidays. happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah, everyone goes home for the holidays. Like they didn't shut down the government, but they might as well have, considering <laughs> how nothing is getting done right now. Right. Because the excuse that they give about literally everything right now is like, oh, we'll talk about that in 2018, because they get to go on recess and they get to go to their families. Right, they get their they get their two weeks vacation. Trump gets to go to Mar-a-Lago for the fifteen billionth time. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, there's a stat on that floating around. That yeah, of, like every time we went to Mar- like every time we went to Mar-a-Lago this year, so, we could have put like thirty like thirty three thousand lives <laughs> into like Medicare, or Medicaid, yeah. or something. There's also like great statistic that's like how many weeks that he's he went to go golfing. Yeah, and it's like. The vast majority of weeks in his tenure as president so far. 
Right. It's just like, that's just gross. And one of my favorite uh, <laughs> Reddit um, sites, or subreddits, you could say, sure. uh, is Trump on Trump. <laughs> where you see old Trump tweets criticizing President Obama yeah. against current Trump tweets or current actions. For basically the exact same things. Yes. Like, basically, like, oh, the thing that I said that Obama was dumb to do, or previous politicians were dumb to do, I totally did, and now I'm proud of it. Yep. And now listen to me gloat about how we got it done. It's, I mean, I don't want to go too far about it, because we could make this whole podcast about politics if we really, really wanted to. Oh, yes. And so I feel like the way we should just put it is that a lot of crazy, a lot of really terrible stuff happened this year. A lot of things got passed that shouldn't. Uh, but basically, it's the new template for... Not only the rest of this presidency, but I feel like the future of politics. It's just not going to stop like do, being this. Right. It's going to be this for a very, very long time. Because just, just that's how divisive anything is nowadays. We're such a divided country and divided world in a lot of ways. Where these things are just going to constantly be... Like, create arguments. We're not going to get to a point where everybody can agree on anything anymore. That's just not a thing. No, it's not. And I think the internet exacerbates that, even beyond politics. We've gotten to a point well, where everybody has access to everything, so everybody's developed their own opinions about it. Well, not only that, but with the whole Russia thing, people are telling people what to think and how to think. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where... We don't even know what whether... What is news? What, whether the things we're seeing on the internet are true or false. Right. But yeah, yeah. It's, and that's become a big problem. It's dark. It's not really great, but it's where we're at. And unless something drastic changes this is going to be the way it's going to be no not something drastic um, although that will be happening next year yes we will be getting something very drastic yes but anyways but anyways what else uh, I think that of the one positive that came out of the Trump administration is I, I don't feel like say I don't know where you're going with this <laughs> is the success of late night TV yeah I mean they seem a boom. Yeah, it's given them um, fuel for yes. sure. Um, I mean, yes, uh, probably the the most su- the successful uh, story about this was about Stephen Colbert. Right. We Stephen talked about Colbert this a bit one. on our TV episode. Stephen Colbert hit number one uh, in his demographics, largely on the power of political commentary. Right. I mean, that's kind of how he always did. I mean, he literally had a show for years that was just about politics, right. even though he was playing a character. Right. Uh, but in this time, you get to get his actual perspective on things, which is cool. And yeah, people are watching it. Turns right. Out. And we've been watching a lot more Seth Meyers. Yeah, Seth Meyers is on fire as well. Yes. Uh, I don't watch both, but if uh, but from what I understand, like I, I feel like Colbert's doing a lot more than just the pol- pol- political stuff, whereas... Yes. Seth Meyers has laser-pointed that show oh, on, yeah. on politics now. And it's helped it create it. It's found its voice, finally. Well, because uh, Stephen Colbert has the wider audience at 11.30. And also because it's on CBS, which has an older audience. Right. He has to uh, reel it back to not go super political and still keep it light and uh, commentary. And then there's commentary Jimmy free. Fallon, which is just... He's just so light at this point that he could float into the atmosphere. Yep. But... <laughs> That's beside the point. Right. But yeah, you're right. Um, I think overall, um, what it's done is it's got a, a commentary that even goes beyond late night talk shows. Right. There's commentary in media right now uh, just about where we're at. In com- and, and I feel like it's good for... for it, I feel like we if it, you can be aware of what's happening in the world 
by just engaging in media now, which is not something that used to be able to be said. Right. Like, back in the day, I remember, like, growing up, like, in the 90s, and it was like, oh, do you, does your family watch the news? Like, does your family have a newspaper? Because those two things were the ways that people got information. Right. It was either you read the daily newspaper right. or you watch the nightly news at 10 o'clock. And if you said no to those things, people like the, those pretentious people would be like, oh, well, then you're not. You're not then you're not the knowledgeable. Know. You you're need to be the in the know. Like, you need to be making an effort to know more about your world. Whereas now... I get my news everything 10 is a day. Yeah. Like... Like, ten times a day. Like, you know, your Reddits and your Twitters and your Facebooks and your your social media in general, but not only social media, but your late night shows and your, uh, even your sitcoms and your, like, dramas, they're all tapping into real events. Not saying that's never happened before, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really important right now. And I think that the the media is kind of in a uniting force right now, uh, which is good. And it literally against a force that is trying to dismantle it. (laughs) Right, which is so, this, which is the greatest yeah. greatest part about it. Right, which is insane to think about. Like we have an administration right now that literally made a statement about how they believe the media is their enemy, and so it now is the most important time not only to engage in this stuff, but to like ensure that it's quality and they're making quality work. Yep. Anyways, do we Anyways, want to move out of the the political? Yeah, arena? I think we've said enough about politics. Um, it was just, 2017. Just, just a little, that's the way we can put it. I think yeah. is that the, the, we are the only reason why we have to move away with it is, like I said, it would be the entirety of this podcast if we didn't. Right. But yeah, 2017 and the future as I see it is just it's gonna be this political all the time. Uh yeah. So um, get out there, vote, voice your voice yeah. your opinion, get interested in politics, and know what's happening. Yes. Be in the know. Even local politics. Local politics is where it all begins. So um, find out who your mayor is. Find out who's on your city council. You know, like little stuff like that. You don't think it matters, but it does. Mm -hmm. Because that stuff goes upwards. So yeah, uh, get engaged. Not, I mean, also get engaged if you want to marry somebody, but also get engaged in your politics. I was going to say, were you trying to tell me something here, Matt? <laughs> yes, Mike, get engaged. You, you Do, it Do it already. Do it already. I've been waiting. No, uh, to your girlfriend, I should say. Yes, not to you. <laughs> Aww. Although. I feel, I feel rejected. Is it dejected? No. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, other stuff besides politics happened. There's other things? Yeah, like huge sporting events happened. I know we covered a lot of this on um, uh, our TV segment. Yeah. But then there's stuff that happened that didn't involve, like, actually happening on TV, like me going to the All Star game. That's true. There's All Star games aplenty. Yep, uh, the NHL All Star game was in LA this year. Was in LA this year. The NBA All Star game will be in LA in 2018. Yeah. Uh, more stuff happened in LA. They got the Olympic bid for twenty twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. After passing to Paris for twenty twenty four, I went to uh, the Cowboy Stadium, Jerry World, this year. <laughs> Jerry World. Jerry World. Yes, Arlington Stadium. Uh, that was that is a fantastic stadium. Yeah. Do you guys ever get the chance to go to it? You just walk in there and just look up and your jaw just drops to the floor like it's literally a cathedral to football. Yeah. It is he is massive. I'm not gonna say huge, but that's 
Huge is an understatement. <laughs> this thing is massive. Is it enormous? Like, no. <laughs> the TV is enormous. The stadium is massive. <laughs> is it colossal? I feel like that may be too exaggerating. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yes. Fair enough. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty crazy for, uh, yeah. year for sports overall, you could say. I mean, we talked a little bit about the, uh, about the, uh, the, the, um, shoot. Uh, World Series, Series on our TV, but we didn't really talk about the Super Bowl besides the Lady Gaga halftime show. Right. The Super Bowl was also kind of incredible for all sorts of terrible and to some great reasons. Yes. It pretty much is the game that established Tom Brady as what some people are calling the greatest football player in history. The, the GOAT. Yeah. Like, people, like, that use, I mean, people already were saying that, but I feel like this is the thing that solidified it. When you come from a 24 right. to 3 deficit yeah. with just over a quarter remaining. Right. It's impressive. I yes. mean, I, I'm saying that as somebody who isn't really a fan of, one, Tom Brady the man. I think he has kind of lousy politics and is kind of a creep. <laughs> and is kind of a creepy You don't like guy. that avocado ice cream, man? Uh, and, 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 and also from a team that maybe doesn't have the, the, the most uh, clean record when it comes to potentially uh, uh, finagling with, all, with the rules of football. With all the championships that it has, the fact that it's not... <laughs> Doesn't have the backing of America is astounding, <laughs> but that's because but it's because of the reasons of what I'm saying, right? Um, and, and also like, uh, but but I mean, even those things notwithstanding, it is an impressive comeback, and as far as I know, a comeback that didn't hinge on any sort of foul play. So that's no, fine. no deflate gate. You say no, not this time, <laughs> but, but but and also I mean it did kind of hinge on the, the Falcons kind of failing to keep consistent. And right. they had a really, really good first half, and they just kind of threw it out. Yeah, they were resting on that lead going from the second half. So, as easy as it is to say that it was, oh, Brady took them to victory, the Patriots really pulled it out. It's also, I think, important to at least mention that the Falcons just, they could have done better defensively. Have you been talking to my dad recently? No, but if he's been saying that, he's also correct. <laughs> That's the, it's just that that's the thing is I think you get lost in kind of the zeitgeist of yeah. this stuff, oh, yeah. which is oh Brady's so good. I don't want to say that Brady's not good. He's still a great quarterback. He has been. I'm not going to poo-poo that. Like that's just you can look at those stats and those stats don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Well, here what if I was to tell you that they were actually looking to get rid of Brady beginning of this year. I mean, yeah, because he's also old. Well, yes, but. That's why they had uh, Garoppolo You're right. as right. the backup. Garoppolo? Yes, Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Robert Kraft wanted Garoppolo to start this year and be the new quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Be the new face. I've definitely heard this. This. And, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, you, you, I think in a way it would have worked in a way because that is kind of the classical time to exit a career. Right. After a massive Super Bowl win. The... The uh, Peyton Manning way? The, pa- the Peyton Manning way, exactly. Like, basically be honored forever at the top of your game. You won the Super Bowl, you go out. So, what Brady, the sunset. Brady is risking right now is, well, not only his body, but also he's risking his legacy. Mm-hmm. If he has a bad season, which he's not so far, not necessarily. No, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, but but you know what I mean. If, yes. Basically, if they get to the Super Bowl and lose, then, then, a 50-50. then it's not a great yeah. way to go. And then if he decides to play one more year, then he's Brett Favre. 
Right. It's like you have to you have to leave on a high note, or else you you're remembered want... as kind of washed up. Right. You don't want to be the Brett Favre. Of no. You want to be Peyton Manning and not Brett Favre. You want to be. Well, no. I was gonna say you want to be Dan Marino. I'm like, do you want to be Dan Marino? Well, they were number one. That's yeah, why. that's the, 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 yeah, that's why I that, the, took that thought back. It's like you don't want to be Dan Marino either. But I feel like I feel like history's been kind to Dan Marino, even though he lost. Oh yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Anyways. But yeah, uh, I mean, the year in football also was kind of interesting considering the, the whole kneeling thing. The, yeah, Colin Kaepernick kind of leading this charge of uh, protest during the national anthem, which got misinterpreted by a lot of people. Oh, yes. Um, but, and kind of ended with Colin Kaepernick still kind of not getting his due. Right. Um, at least by the league. I feel like everybody else has come out for him. Like, like the like the media has been really positive. I think that a lot of, well, besides, you know, the Fox News of the world. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I feel like, and uh, like celebrities, you know, like, the, like, I think that he's gotten his due at least notoriety wise. Like people know who Colin Kaepernick is probably more now mm-hmm. because of all this than when he was playing football. Right. Like, and I think that he was kind of a joke when he was playing football. It was like, here's this guy who's supposed to be great, and he's kind of not that well, great. Well, because he came out with the one good year with all the with mm-hmm. running in the legs, and then, like, basically lost out that job to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Who was kind of the same kind of a quarterback. And now I feel like even Russell Wilson's kind of losing his... Yeah. His... His, his team. Yeah. And so, yeah, but besides that, I think I think it also kind of got... I think this year, of all years... I mean, the league will be the first to tell you uh, how they have been complaining about ratings being down all year. Uh, but they'll be the first one to tell you that, the, yeah, the feeling of America to, and their relationship with football is changing, uh, starting with this year. And it's not just because of the, the, the protest stuff, but it's because I think the bigger conversation about football is being less about football and it's being more about we should start thinking about the safety of our players and we should start thinking about the rights of our players. And I think it's than, going to change the sport forever. Well, and more than that, it's what these players do outside of the field. That also, I mean, JJ Watt alone raised yes. eleven million dollars for the city of Houston. Yes, there's great. Like I think that's good you pointed that out because there's great that kind of helps balance out some of the not so great. Yeah, uh, we have some players that are yes are doing good, uh, and yeah, it's like it's but it's but I think what what is starting in 2017, I think is going to. There's going to have to be some changes in the sport of football. Yeah, we're getting to that point. Yeah. It's going to come to a head in about another three years or so. Yeah. Assuming it keeps steam. And it'll be fascinating to see what happens. Uh, especially with ratings being down, like what the hell they do next season. Well, they're going to try the streaming option next year. Yeah, that's true. And see if that works any better. But Yeah. Well, how about other sports? Uh, uh, well, let's go over to baseball then. Let's see with J.J. Yeah. Watt and the city of Houston winning its first championship. Just a fantastic year in baseball. Yes. I mean, it got you involved in baseball. It got me involved in baseball. Of course, we talked a little bit about that in the video game episode. Right. Enough. But yeah, it was an incredible series, World Series this year. And like a really exciting road to it. I mean, we had both of our like home teams kind of do okay one more than the other. Right. Uh, the other didn't quite last that long no. in its little little jump into success and then <laughs> jump straight out. <laughs> yeah, not a great year for the Angels again, but the the Dodgers pulled it out. Yep. Dodgers had a long road. Dodgers went to the World Series. Yeah. Game seven at yeah. home and lost. And lost. Hey, but congratulations, yeah, like you're yes. you're right. Congratulations to Houston, especially after a rough year for Houston, Texas. Right. And 
Uh, speaking of the Angels, a big congratulations to Albert Pujols, yeah. which is, I guess, considered a footnote now. Yeah. That he hit 600 home runs this year. Right. Well, not in the, the year, but, but yeah, he, his career. Yeah, that number this year. Yeah, in his, in his career total, he finally hit number 600. Yeah. Which puts him in the top 10 of all time. It's incredible. It, but, that's an achievement. But that news just swept under the rug. Yeah, because there was so much going on in that sport this year. I know. And speaking of other just top performances of the year, I know we're going to go through this with the ESPYs uh, coming up in uh, January. Yeah. Or not January, July. Manly Mantiers. Manly Mantiers. <laughs> but Russell Westbrook getting the triple-doubles all-time record. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Um, I think overall, like, so many sports had a really, really big year. Anything you want to mention, like ba- basketball, hockey? Not um, really. Like, lesser so years for those two sports, I yeah. think. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, we have Pittsburgh Penguins won again. Penguins won again. Snore. Yeah, it was, again, it was uh, Cleveland versus Golden State in the finals. Yeah. Uh, I had a bet going on with coworkers at the time that any other team made the NBA uh, finals. I, I'd win. But yeah. no. But no. <laughs> but no. Yeah, it, it wasn't... Like, those those sports are keeping it on, keep it on. I mean, we have the LeVar balls of the world to keep us interested in some of them. Oh. <laughs> uh, that crosses both <laughs> politics and sports. And TV. And TV. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked all about that. But already. to be fair... Remember what you say about LeVar Ball? The fact that you know who he is... Is a statement. Is just a statement in itself. Yeah. The fact that me, that I know who LeVar Ball is... Yes. ...is a statement. So he must be doing something right. Or... Or very... Very, very wrong. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Alright, so that's pretty much sports. Yeah. I think that that's the year in sports, kind of in a nutshell. Um, and no, it's not over. Sports in a nutshell. Uh, it's not over either because uh, we have. Uh, well, I mean, and technically it is because yes. the big events are now on New Year's Day, which is technically 2018. So right. We'll get to that later. Yep. Yeah. Coming up in 28. Yep. We're gonna have yeah. NFL playoffs coming up and yeah. the college football. Like we are literally recording this two days prior to the end of the year. So keep that in mind. We're pretty. It's pretty much done. Yeah. We can safely say All- there's nothing crazy is going to happen in the next two days. We think. <laughs> Anything crazy would be an injury, and that would <laughs> yeah. be considered towards the next season. So, yeah. So, it won't matter. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on. What else? After sports, what do we have? After sports, what else do we have? Um, what are the eclipse that happened this year? Yeah. we should. I think that the eclipse kind of works. We should talk about nature in general. Yeah. Maybe for a little bit. Because this is the year where nature got its revenge <laughs> against humanity in really uh-huh. dark... Terrible so, ways. So are we talking about the hurricanes here? I mean, let's talk about the eclipse first. Let's, okay. let's start with the happy thing. All right. Or the cool science thing. So yeah, yeah, science nuts, I'm sure, freaked out about this. Well, here's the thing, though, is that eclipse happens really every two years. But not but, like this. No. Because, not like this! Right. Because it's happened <laughs> in a grand scheme across the United States, Yeah. that's why it got such a big deal. Right. And it was the, like, in most, some places, it was super clear and you could see it. And so, well, I mean, with protective gear, uh, <laughs> unlike our president, <laughs> just staring at us. Ah, what's up there? But yeah, no, it was uh, it was a really really cool moment. It was like one of those uh, kind of uniting forces we don't see very often, where everybody was talking about the same thing. Right. And everybody wanted to go see it. Like, and everyone was playing the same song. Yep, this total eclipse of the heart was big. Uh, but yeah, and, and it got people to go to 
freaking middle of nowhere Oregon to go see this thing. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, James's mom went to Nebraska to watch yeah, this thing. It was it was fascinating to see like oh these are the places where you can see it clear and people were like getting up flying over you yeah. know yeah and um, yeah some. Some cool glasses out of it. You got everyone's mm-hmm. got T-shirts out of it. I saw. I survived the eclipse. Uh, sadly, there were no um, superpower heroes to come up out of this. Yeah. That no. That not that we know that. of, at least. <laughs> not that we know of. Uh, it's not that we know. Of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're keeping themselves hidden. But yeah, and then uh, nature did kind of turn on us uh, yeah. this year as well. We had uh, two of the. Uh, like most dangerous hurricanes we've faced in the U.S. Um, attack two of our states. We had two Category Fives back to back, which is insane. It's insane that one of them would happen, but it's even crazier that two of them happened. What's even crazier is that it went five, five, three, and then another five. Yeah. So of course, um, Texas was affected, um, and Florida yes. was affected. Yes. Uh, those were kind of the main two zones uh, that were in there most. In the most uh, danger from these storms. Um, it also did hit the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico, and much was uh, uh, to do about that as well. Right. Uh, Puerto Rico, at least, last I heard, half of that country is yeah. still out still of power. Still without power. Uh, the government's not doing enough uh, right. to help them out down there. But good old Tesla is. Yeah, that's true. Yep. But I mean, yeah, I think overall, I mean... You could, we could we could kind of go this whole conversation about like how we need to actually be thinking of more about climate change in this country, but that's a whole rabbit hole that we do not have time for. Yeah. So instead, what we say is like we're we're it's good to see people uh, participating in the relief efforts. Uh, a lot of uh, celebrities, a lot of sports stars, as you mentioned, have uh, contributed to ha- kind of helping out. Uh, the people who are affected by these terrible storms. Right, and politics got involved into this as well. Yes, definitely. Although maybe not so much in the past couple of weeks. No, no. Uh, saying that uh, it's too warm, how could climate change exist? Right, it's like, we're. it's just, it's interesting to have two very opposing forces in this uh, country right now where you have most people who are like, these are terrible storms and we have scientific reasons that they're getting worse. And to have some people who are in major political uh, like power in this country basically just wave it off and make a joke about it. Yeah. And it's not great. Not a great thing uh, to live in in 2017 with that kind of vibe. So hopefully going forward, uh, we'll, we'll improve in that kind of way. But again, that's a whole freaking pile of weeds there that we don't need to get into right now. But yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, but we do definitely need to clear up those weeds. Before they turn into a big fire mess. Yes, because the weeds burn, man. Especially as they get old and stay there. Yes. And they're getting really old. Uh, and they're yeah. not going away. Yeah. And California fires. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of nature. Uh, that was also back. pretty bad this year. Um, yeah. Recently, too. Uh, yeah. Hit almost literally our neck of the woods. I mean, um, we, had two, we had one fire literally in our backyard. Yeah. And then the other one just north of us, um, just north of L.A. there. So, yeah, pretty much no matter where you were uh, this this year, uh, nature was out to get you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, obviously our hearts go out to the people affected, and we hope that the, the, uh, the efforts to help people affected by all of these disasters are getting their help that they need. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on to... 
let's keep this downtrodden trend trending. Oh, uh, why not? Yes. Because we're going to talk about music. Yeah. And concert venues. Yeah. And Ticketmaster. Yeah. So, we kind of already did kind of bring some of this up in yeah. the music podcast. But, I don't know but, if we need to retread all of this ground. We're not going to retread all of it, but because it did become a global issue, yeah. it is something that we that 2017 will be remembered for. Yeah. Not just with uh, what happened in Las Vegas at the Route 66 Festival, but also at Manchester uh, with Ariana Grande's concert. Yeah. And then, of course, in the Caribbean Islands with Fire Festival. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know it's not fun to joke that those that all three are related, <laughs> but it's got you laughing, so it's uh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, we kind of already talked about this. We don't need to really talk about, about it too much more. Yeah. I think that, yeah, the, it, it's a different kind of disaster. Not a natural one, but one that was very human. And there are humans out there that are doing terrible things to other humans and using tools of destruction to do it. And so we need to start thinking more about, on a global scale, about these tools of destruction and keeping them away from the people who should not have them. But also about like the, the, the roots of this evil and why people are committing this evil. I mean, this year was interesting in kind of the larger, larger view of what we call, quote, terrorism, unquote, because you kind of had two things happening at once. One was the actual institution of ISIS got weakened. Like, we took out, like, well, not we, but forces, if we're good, took forces out some major, major things and had, that, that definitely did a number on what we know of as ISIS. That is true. That is fact. That ISIS is weaker in 2017 than it has ever been. But what hasn't changed is the people who are on ISIS's side ideologically and overseas. Right. And so what we're seeing instead is people committing acts of terrorism in their homes, home countries, in the, 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 like in the name of ISIS, not necessarily related directly to the institution ISIS. So that's, I mean, obviously, if not, if not as dangerous, more dangerous, because you have people that could literally live around the corner from you that will run you over with a car in broad daylight, which happened this year. Yeah, that happened actually a couple times. Yes. I think both times were in New York. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it was in New York, and the other one that you're thinking is the protest, the protest in Charlottesville. Oh, yes, that's right. And Charlottesville uh, was the other time we saw that with uh, the uh, protest, uh, protester uh, Heather Heyer getting run over by one of the uh, the right. torch-laden Nazis in that whole situation. Wait, Nazis in Nazis. America? I know. Who would have guessed? It's like Wolfenstein the New Order or something. <laughs> uh, but anyways... Yeah, it's uh, uh, terrorism is still a threat worldwide, and yeah, it's it's in a way as much as you know we want to hope that things are getting better, and in some ways that is, in some ways it is definitely not, and there's still evil that is active and that we need to be aware of, and it's scary. It's really scary. So yeah, you're right. It directly affected like. Music more than anything this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is terrifying in its own way. People mm. just going out for a fun concert, you know, and having to worry about a barrage of bullets. Right. Yeah, my aunt was at that festival. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned that during the podcast. Yeah, it's scary. During a regular uh, series. Super but, scary. yeah, it's just... It's amazing how, like, 
something that big can hit so close to home. Yeah, it is. But uh, do we have anything positive? I don't know. It's 2017. There wasn't a whole lot. I mean, that's the thing. One of the reasons why we did our wrap-up shows is because we wanted to talk about the good things. Because as terrible as all this sounds, 2017 also brought us some of the best movies, television shows, video games, and albums that we've had in years, maybe decades. This was a gr- yeah. This was a great year for media in general. Yeah, the media came out this year and made some real quality stuff. Creative people uh, flex their muscles this year in a yes. way that we haven't seen in a very long time, and kind of helped give us a a way to not just escape from the terror of everyday life, but also to put a magnifying glass on it and explain the whys behind the things that are happening in our world. Because, you know, yes, I understand pop culture is used as escapism, but the best pop culture is both, in my opinion. It's stuff that where you can escape into it and it does remind you of the good of human humanity and that we can do great things. But but it also reminds you that not everything's like that. Right. It's pop culture that makes a statement. Yes. And that changes things. And this year, yeah, was fantastic doing that. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that uh, come out of this year was Wonder Woman. Yes, for sure. Wonder Woman was, when it came out especially, and and still now to a certain extent, is an on-screen depiction of a character who just happens to be a woman who embodies the power and the hope like of what we should be as humans and in a year where women in real life were were getting up and showing that they had power and reclaiming their power and right. and showing that the men who had the power don't deserve it right this was a big fight back for women year oh yeah for sure i mean not just in everything but you know woman director direct this thing Yes, Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, the real star of that movie, yes. for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't. Vina Orr is not the star of that movie, <laughs> but she she somehow stop trying to make Rita Ora happen. Yes, no, anyways. But yeah, I mean the fact that you had Wonder Woman hit the top ten yeah. worldwide, eight hundred twenty-one million dollars brought in. Yes. Um, and it really, I, I, I think she acted as a symbol, but not only Wonder Woman, like so many other, uh, uh, films, I mean, of course, one of the, one of the, uh, best examples of this in film this year was Get Out. Yes. Which, uh, kind of took, uh, some tension that we have about race relations in America now and the world as a whole, kind of as, as, as a way to use that in the metaphor of a horror movie, I think stuck with a lot of people this year. And uh, got people talking about this again. And again, it's a great example of pop culture using the things that affect us daily in real life, serious issues, and making them entertainment, but entertainment that means something. Right. It's. Because you know, that's a weird one. Because it came out as, yeah. a, as a small horror pick yeah. that got global attention. Not not just home attention. I'm talking global attention. Yeah. Uh, like for like everyone who didn't know who uh, Keegan Peel was. Yeah. Before this, now knows him as a. You mean as Jordan Peel? Jordan Peel. 
Yes, Tegan Michael Key. Mrs. Peretti. Mr. Peretti. Mr. Peretti, no. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Peretti. It's fair. (laughs) But yeah, no, it definitely, yeah, it gave gave him uh, new notoriety in Hollywood. Mm, It gave, I think, uh, yeah. Just... Just how do you how do you deal with horror films? But yeah, you could sum up twenty seventeen in both of those movies. Yeah, Wonder Woman and and Get Out. It's like it, it, they're such good emblem that they're so, they're so emblematic of the things that we dwelled on this year so, socially, and it's 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 and they're both really great. <laughs> That's the <laughs> other part of this. Is yeah, that, yeah. Don't be saying these are two excellent great movies, films. and also that made statements about where we're at. Right. But yeah, um, what else do we want to kind of talk about here? Like, in terms of, like, stuff that made statements? No, 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 uh, we can move on from that, but, like, what else do we have on our on our list that we haven't gotten to yet? Um, I don't know. Let's see, we're about half, halfway into this thing? Yeah, I mean, we, this doesn't have to be that long. No. If we don't have a whole lot more to say. I'm trying to think of... Already you covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground at this. Um... I don't really have a whole lot more to say about 2017 other than yeah. thank, thank God it's over. Yeah, thank God it's over, but also, man, creative people keep making stuff this high quality that you've made this year. So, in a way, stop 2017, but keep going 2017. Like, it's it's such a double-headed creature of a year. Right. Where it's like, it had some of the stuff, most stuff I most loved in a long time and the stuff I most hated in a long time. Together, combined, and unfortunately, I don't think one can exist without the other. They're but they're too diametrically opposed, though. But that's why they they coexist. It's kind of like it's kind of like those you know it's the Batman Joker thing in a, in a, uh, into a year. So the worse we have in one year, the better we'll have in a, a not necessarily in, that, uh, but it's like it's kind of like the, like the message of like star. It's, it's like what Star Wars: Last Jedi was talking about is like the more evil this other thing gets, the more good this other thing gets. Which Star Wars <laughs> is... Even Star Wars divided people. It did. It did, yeah. I mean, this is... 2017 was such a divisive year. You're right. Even Star Wars got people arguing. Yeah. And that's insane. Like, the thing that everybody loved and we like we went into 2017 thinking that everybody was going to love right. has ended up dividing even the fans of Star Wars itself. Uh, that being said, Star Wars will, you know... Keep being a Pro- thing. Probably be the number one movie of the of the year when all is said yeah. and done. And we'll continue office. into 2018. Yeah, in terms sure. of box office. But it's just, yeah, super divisive. Yeah, in a way it's interesting that we ended the year kind of on Star Wars because it is kind of like this encapsulation of even the things you hold dear as a society, even these things that are just assumed to be good, like, are going to fail you. It's to certain people. Right. Like... Or are going to be the best thing ever, ever to other people. It's just such an interesting little piece of 2017 that we ended... That's fitting that we ended on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, yeah. I mean, do we want to start talking about the year that will be? I, th- I think so. I think we're, there's... Oh, the, there's one thing. I know we talked about this in video games. Yeah. But... I do just want to really emphasize the year that Nintendo has had. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we talked, like you said, we talked about it a little bit, but but just the sheer momentum that Nintendo has right now going into the 2018. fact that it went into twenty seventeen with still calling the it 
Project NX and no yeah. one knowing what the hell it was. And finding out what it was and it releasing and having two of what a lot of people are calling the best games in decades come out for that thing. And the best part about all this is the train's not done. No. It, it, it's not a, it is only just left the station because they're going into 2018 with such incredible momentum. The, the stuff they've announced in the last few weeks is even crazy. There's a Bayonetta 3 coming out for that thing. <laughs> like, like, we're, like, people who love the Nintendo Switch are just going to keep getting great Switch games. Third parties seem to be signing up daily yeah. on, to this thing. The only holdouts are really like EA, and I'm sure it won't be long for them uh, uh, until EA. they start jumping on board too well because EA once they see all the money it's going to bring in for them actually speaking of EA we should probably talk about how (laughs) in contrast to Nintendo EA had one of their worst years in history okay yeah with all the I mean again I don't want to dwell on it too much because we talked about it we did talk about a lot of this during our video game podcast but they had such a bad year just reiteration of just how great an impact these things both these things had on 2017 yeah I mean, people are talking about Nintendo again like they matter. Right. Which, Which is funny because they never went away. Which, yeah, no, they never did. But but there was a period of time, the GameCube years, the, uh, like the latter half of the N64 years, and the Wii U years, mm-hmm. kind of the exception being Wii, right. where they were kind of just under the current of the video game trends, making but not making enough waves to make a difference. I Whereas think, now they're back to making waves. Well, it was everyone wondering, can Nintendo ever be relevant again? And somehow, somehow, they did it. With one of the craziest ideas they've ever had for a console, somehow they knocked it out of the park. Yes. And yeah, not to give them a complete free pass, though, they're still behind on a lot of things when it comes to... A graphical stuff. Not only that, not just that, but I was actually kind storage, of going more towards uh, internet stuff. They're behind the times when it comes to voice chat and like large multiplayer experiences and making it easy to find friends and just they're not modern when it comes to how modern sony and microsoft are when it comes to internet functions for their consoles that being said who knows the thing they have planned for the uh for the switch uh may that like being introduced in early 2018 may change things but as far as we can tell now i don't know if that's going to be true. So that remains to be seen. So it's not a perfect system. It's not a perfect environment to play video games in. But it could be. And that's kind of the exciting part. Is that they could do it. If they put their minds to it. And Nintendo's definitely got all the momentum going for them right now. Really do. Uh, but yeah. But um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah. So let's contrast that. Yeah. To and EA. Yeah. had a bad, bad, bad year. So first of all. Like, this is the thing that was kind of... It happened earlier in the year, so people forget. And But one of the funniest things about watching Giant Bomb's content this week is that when they keep bringing this game up, the, 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 the game I'm going to mention, up, they keep talking about they, the, the, about how, like, this actually matters way more than a lot of people are giving it credit for. EA killed Mass Effect! Yes. They killed it. They stabbed it. They buried it in the ground. Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda was a piece of trash that no one liked, that was buggy as crap, that was shoddily made, and it literally put into the dirt one of the best video game franchises that has ever existed. The fact that you can go from a <laughs> AAA title, yeah. Mass Effect, where the story was complex, 
The characters were interesting. Yes, the and world. The world building the world, was gigantic. The, one of the best sci-fi worlds ever created, I think, in science fiction. And to end on, <laughs> even Mass Effect 3, even though it wasn't, the ending wasn't widely praised. No, but it, it was, was fine. It, it was, was not good. a bad, bad game. No. No, I'm talking like, like the very end. Oh yeah, no, no. Everybody hated the ending, but yeah, but the the, the game itself was not bad. To basically then put out I, something that is definitely bad, right? Because when they first announced Mass Effect Andromeda, everyone went wild for. We're this like, thing. okay, this sounds cool. Like, remains to be seen what this is, but hey, this is Mass Effect. What's not to like? And then they put it out, and then turns out there was a not a lot not not, not to like about that thing. And and everything started with EA Origins. Everyone getting that five day. <laughs> Pre-release. Yeah, and then, then just yeah, and then that's kind of a bigger picture thing for them too. This was kind of the year where EA started doing the if you buy into our preview thing, you can play the game three days early and stuff like that, which was awful and I think should stop. And I think that that's a bad trend. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Why should I subscribe to another thing, or to play one to get early access? And but yeah, to stuff that's not even. Good. And then, of course, they capped the year by putting out another different kind of trash fire, which was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, which was immediately after they put out what was supposed to be a great game, Invisceral. Yeah, after they basically shut down Visceral and like ended a Star Wars project that sounded super promising. Only to basically then trot out a Star Wars project that was also supposed to be promising and ended up... Being a PR disaster. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, we already kind of talked that one to death on yes. the video game one, so I don't want to talk about that too much. But, yeah, just know that video games, man, there were some great games this year, but, man, some things happened that just were insane, both on the good part of the spectrum and the bad part of the spectrum. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Let me see. I'm trying to think. Um, I think we can move it to 2018. I think we can. Because there's a lot to look forward to in 2018. There really, really is. Uh, 2018, uh, well, I guess we can start at the top. New Year's Day, of course, you're excited for the college football games. Yes. It'll be, you know, usual New Year's entertainment. You'll have the Rose Bowl, Rose Rose Parade, as well as the Rose Bowl. Yep. Uh, just, yeah, so if you're a college football uh, guy, yep. this is your day, man. Rose Bowl and Cotton Bowl, your top four teams will be playing. Yeah. So that's exciting. Of course, New yep. Year means... Uh, uh, then we have the second uh, second weekend of uh, January. We get into the Golden Globes. So we'll have uh, Golden Globe predictions for you on the site, MediaBoatPodcast.com, as well as we'll be, we'll be watching. We'll be tuning in. Yep. We'll talk uh, all you'll about You'll also get our your BCS game. Yeah. That time as well. But yeah, uh, I mean, plenty of stuff um, in January. And then uh, February will bring us uh, the Winter Olympics. Right. Uh, but before we get to the Winter Olympics, yeah. we'll get our Super Bowl. Yes, we'll get Justin Super Bowl. Timberlake. At the halftime show. Yeah, and whoever... Who do you think uh, is going to play in that thing? Um, you had to make predictions today. Like, who would I like to see play? No, no, no. If you're going to make predictions about who will. Oh. Um, it's going to be... Patriots versus... It very may as well be the Vikings. They're Vikings? hot. Okay. But Rams are hot, too. I'd like to see the Rams in the... I mean, yes. We'd all like to see the Rams. Yes. Uh, it would be really, really cool to see them in the Super Bowl for sure. Yes, and that'd be that'd be cool to have both like back to back like a baseball and football teams represented LA in yeah. the big games. That would be awesome. Well, that's why I say that because usually yeah. teams who do well in one sport 
do well in the other sports. Yeah, so maybe maybe they're getting good vibes in yes. LA. Uh, but even if that didn't happen, I'd, I'd like to see the Vikings there. He, well, which is funny because the game will be held in Minnesota. So, yeah. And should the Vikings make it, it would be the first time that a the home team. home team would be playing in the home stadium. Yeah, that would be a cool thing to see. Like, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. Either way, I hope they beat the Patriots. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Moving on to, yes, the Winter Olympics. I'm excited for this because I think after the, winter, uh, the Summer Olympics a year ago, I think I'm ready for some Winter Olympics because I think I got burned out with the summer sports. Yeah. I think they're just not as interesting as I thought was hoping they were going to be. Well, also it was in Rio. Yeah, which wasn't great. But but, but I think more importantly, though, like I thought I was going to be super hyped about the stuff, like the swimming and, and all that stuff, the volleyball. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. But then now I'm getting that hype again. I'm wondering why. It's like, you know what? The winter sports, I think, are inherently a little bit more entertaining because you have figure skating, which is always amazing. You have... Frickin' uh, curling, which is super fascinating. You have stuff like uh, skiing and snowboarding, which is always so much fun to watch. I love watching the snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Like, there's enough... That, like, people forget that there's a lot of great stuff in Winter Olympics. And they get overshadowed by the Summer Olympics. So I'm looking forward this year to really watch, sitting down and watching some Winter Olympics. As long as they fix some of the production and broadcasting issues that they had with the Summer Olympics last year. Well, as we've done it before here on Bebo Podcast, yeah. one person will be absent from the Winter Olympics. Right, yeah. The, we won't have... Uh, Bob, Costas Bob Costas. And his pink eye. And his pink eye. Instead, we'll have Mike Tirico. And his pink eye. <laughs> no. no. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if that changes the vibe of the presentation at all. I think, for, unfortunately, that stuff's stuck in stone with NBC that I feel like that's not going to really change. Right. They're just replacing a talking head with a talking head. But at the same time, I hope I hope that it's they do they, they keep in mind certain things uh, that people hated about the way that the, the Summer Olympics were presented. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, also in February, the Grammys are coming back. Yeah, the Grammys, uh, which might actually potentially be interesting this year. Yep. Uh, compared to last year. So, yep, we'll be tuning in for those. Um, anything else in February? We're going to March. Uh, we can move on. We'll go to March. And our first preview of Summer Not Summer Movies. Right, yes. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Yeah, uh, people are excited for that thing. Uh, except Probably way more than they should me. be. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's, I feel like the thing that's got heat on it... Uh, and it'll be really interesting to see if that turns out, like, actually being okay. Yeah. Uh, from the trailers, it looks to be, like, a big world building. Yeah. That being said, it looks to be, like, a big CGI fest. Yeah, kind of both. Right, because this thing does take place in a virtual world. And seeing has... This is Steven Spielberg's first sci-fi film in, like, seven years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, well, kind of the last time we did a sci-fi movie that like it did anything after War of the Worlds. No, I don't think so. So it'd be like ten years then. Yeah, what's after War of the Worlds? I mean, he did. He did War Horse. He did um, Lincoln. Lincoln. He did um, the Post. The just Post now. recently. He did the BFG. The BFG. He did. I guess the BFG. If you want to count. No, that. that's not sci-fi. That's fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
So yeah, it'll be interesting what he see, what he does with that. But uh, I'm not really betting anything on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, moving on to uh, the summer. Do we have anything looking forward to in the summer? I mean, the summer uh, we have summer some concerts. really big um, uh, the Marvel movies, don't we? Yes. Oh well, I have stagecoach. No, oh, yeah, and you have stagecoach. That's in uh, April. Yep. End of April. And then yeah. Uh, April Fool's on the first. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So summer movies. We got some big summer movies, including Marvel and the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, yeah. Avengers well, no, Infinity War, right? Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity War is the first one. Yes. So yeah, I mean, people are already seeing the the first trailers for that hit. People are getting excited for that. Yep. Uh, people, uh, well, first we get Black Panther before that. Yeah. But after that, we do get the first huge, I'll, I'll, I'll say huge roster since Avengers. Huge big Marvel event since the first Avengers. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. Well, I mean, I would argue that they made a really big deal out of Civil War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Civil, yeah. I think Civil War was kind of their, like, we don't have an Avengers movie this year, so here's an Avengers movie. Well, uh, I think Civil <laughs> War was our, we know you didn't really like Age of Ultron, so here, we're just going to have everyone fight each other. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the, there's some parts of that, for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, but I think, yeah, as an event movie goes, that's probably your event movie of the year. Uh, one of them, at least. Yes, your other one being Return to Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which the first one made a whole lot of mo- money, and yet people are now kind of like backing off on it. Yeah. So we should see how that sequel will pan out. Uh, other, other big summer movies you can think of coming out? I mean, uh, that's kind of something we would probably have to look at a list for. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that those are the ones that come up to, to mind first because of how big of a deal they are. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's probably a lot more we're missing. I mean, we mentioned in, in just uh, Jurassic, the next Jurassic Jurassic movie, which I forget what Jurassic that. World Fallen Kingdom. Is that what that's called? Okay. Yes. Fallen Kingdom. Yep. Super, that's, how, that's why I forgot. It was super generic. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. That's, that's something. Um... Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting year for movies because we'll be see how the how the summer movies bounce back from this year's kind of disappointing summer season. Right. Uh, we also have uh, The Incredibles two coming out yeah. for Pixar. That's true. That'll be a big deal. Right. Uh, Especially if it's bad, <laughs> which it could very well be. But then again, Pixar had an upswing this year, so we'll see. Yeah, just looking uh, real briefly into what's coming up for the summer releases, and not a whole lot. Yeah, yet. I mean, yet. there may be things we don't know about going into the year that might be announced super early in, in 2018, so yes. we'll, we'll see. Uh, one movie, uh, since we're on uh, movies yeah. for 2018, that Han Solo film. Right, yeah, that'll be at the end of the year, of course, as the Star Wars movies are nowadays. Uh, but yeah, uh, that'll probably be another big tentpole release. Uh, Ron Howard brings you yes. Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Or Solo, a Star Wars story? Uh, this is just Solo, a Star Wars story. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I think that's inherently a, a cool character. Yes. And I hope that they do that character justice. Right. But hey, who knows? And in just real brief footnotes, we'll return to the world of Harry Potter with 
Fantastic Beasts sequel. Yeah. Uh, a Wreck It Ralph sequel. Right. And uh, we'll see here. Oh, that Mulan live action film. Yeah, we'll see how that coming out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Uh, Is Lion King next year? Twenty nineteen. That's twenty nineteen. Yes. Uh, as for the rest of the movies, we're just got to see. I mean, yeah, outside of Avengers, Infinity War, nothing really huge, like in terms of like event scale, is really coming out that, least, we, know that we know of today. Yeah, I really think that's gonna fill out. It's just gonna be stuff that's announced at the early like uh, cons. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. When, like when we get into convention what, season. Yeah, well, I mean. When we get the, our first footage of Solo, see yeah. audience reaction on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get a couple more uh, footage of like that Mulan movie, uh, Fantastic Beasts first footage. All the stuff we're waiting to see first trailers drop. For sure. To get uh, not only general audience reaction, but to see the direction they're going to go with. Yeah, exactly. Like, even though we got the Incredibles t- 2 teaser, it didn't tell us anything. So yeah, we'll just put a big asterisk here and just say... <laughs> Hey, we'll tell you about important movies when they happen. Yeah, basically you got uh, Infinity War and then everything else. Yeah. Just just all lumped into it. But uh, we will find out. Yep. All right. So that's movies. That's movies. Anything big in TV? Uh, I mean, besides, of course, the sporting events will be big. I mean, uh, they'll make a big deal out of the Super Bowl. They'll make a big deal out of the Winter Olympics because the NBC always does. Yep. Uh, but other than that, TV, I mean, that's kind of the, something that we kind of always have to wait for. They don't make a big deal, really. I think we'll have another season of, uh, like, a really important, like, TV stuff. Like, I think that the, most of the major uh, Netflix stuff we've already got confirmed will be returning next year. Yeah, a lot of sequels, a lot of returning seasons for Netflix. Yeah. Uh, TV, I mean, this, again, is not a Game of Thrones year. Uh, well, not that we know of. That we know of? They, it seems like they're per, they're sticking to the 2019 for that. Yes. So we won't get it next we, year? Right, and that's because every episode will be an hour and a half long, roughly. Right, so we'll get more, you'll get more Game of Thrones than you know what to do with, but you'll have to wait a year. Yes. That's kind of the downside of that. Right, and that being said, I could actually see this being start of the year, January 2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Or too. February 2019. Basically, start your year with Game of Thrones. I can see all the promos running throughout December for it. Like, winter is finally here. Yeah, it could Big, happen. big winter battle. Yeah, I think I think last time we talked about this, I wasn't sure. And I think I was arguing with you about this point. But now, since they're taking an entire year off again, I yeah. think you're right. I think, yeah, just take the entire year as a break and then, yeah, give, no the, reason, give the people what they want in January. There's no reason to put this thing in October. No. Let's put it that way. Not anymore. Yeah. I think there was if it had been in 2018. Yeah. But not anymore. All right. Uh, other big TV events. Uh, the return of American Crime Story for FX. Uh, the assassination of Versace. Versace, Versace, Versace. Which we've been watching FX in our background right now, and they've been advertising <laughs> like crazy. Yes. So that is definitely Yes. This is, of course, the follow-up to uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Yes. It's which the next won big... all the awards. That thing so yeah, look forward to Emmy buzz on this thing. Unless it's a pile of garbage, which it very well could be. It very well could be. I mean, it's on FX. So it very <laughs> well could be. <laughs> kind of a coin flip. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh, one of the th- one of the shows I'm looking forward to next year um, is that high school musical. That's not high school musical. Uh, starring Alina oh. Kavala. 
Yeah, that thing. Oh, also, uh, that uh, Lonely Island produced comedy. Yes. That's, uh, I forget the name of. That also is totally on my radar. Uh, the kind of millennial-focused uh, comedy, drama, dramedy. Right. Uh, but that, that I mean, you basically tell me that Lonely Island is involved in anything, and I'll sign up for it <laughs> at this point. I've loved everything that they've put out. Right. But, uh, but even without that, I saw a little teaser for that thing. That looks fun. So I'm excited to see what that becomes. Yes. So, okay, uh, there's a couple uh, of shows. So there's several shows out there that have been announced or leaked. Uh, one that I don't know... Well, I have to see first images of, yeah. and that's Marvel's New Warriors. Yeah. Uh, with Squirrel Girl and a bunch of other people. Involved. Yeah, that sounds potentially cool. Yes. As long as they, you know, keep the spirit of, from what I understand, are very funny and clever comics. Yes. As long as they keep the spirit of that, I think it could be really great TV. Oh, speaking of funny and Marvel, I think Deadpool 2 is supposed to come out. Right, yeah, it may, may or may not be a Deadpool movie next year. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we'll see about that. Right. Uh, uh, do we get? Oh uh, no, never mind. That's a twenty nineteen thing. I was thinking Ant Man and the Wasp, but that's yeah. not next next. No, 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 no. That is twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's a summer twenty eighteen. Okay, that could be potentially cool and funny. Yes. Uh, one of the things that Ant Man one has is it's a funny movie. Yes. So yeah, I think that could be potentially a really really good one. Um, that's just Marvel stuff though. But unfortunately, we won't. We'll have to wait till beginning of twenty. 19 to see what happens with that Disney streaming service. Right, yeah. that Yeah, that's kind of a tangential story. We may hear more about it this year. Yes. Also in TV, uh, we'll probably hear more about this if the uh, so, uh, the Fox deal goes through with right. Disney. We'll probably hear more about the results of that. Uh, from what I understand, uh, at least programming-wise, because um, I remember we talked about this briefly, but I did actually do the research on this. They do not get the Fox Network. The no. Fox Network is bundled in with the uh, the the news and the uh, sports uh, part of the package, which uh, Disney does not get. No. So they do not get because I think one of the reasons why is because they did not want to get Disney two networks. You mean the FX network? No, I mean Fox. Oh, oh, Fox proper. Yeah, I looked it up and no, it's not. No, no, no. Yeah. Because they would, in that case, own two out of the four networks, which would be insane. Right. So that's not happening. That's in the other part of the deal that they're not getting. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's. I, I figured that that was the case, but I looked it up to confirm it, and yeah, that's not included in the deal. But it will have a lot of uh, potential effects on um, two things, both programming on television and also Hulu. Right, because Disney would own the majority stake in Hulu. Yeah, so it look to see maybe some changes in Hulu in 2018, or at least the start of some changes, because Disney will have... Uh, some control over that thing that they didn't have before. Right. So either see more Disney content yeah. or just more programming changes, let's say. Which makes it hilarious that they did that deal with Netflix at the beginning of this year. Yes. When none of that is going to matter this next year. <laughs> well, I think that... Netflix becomes the enemy. Right, which is funny because at the beginning of the year we said that Netflix CEO Reed Hastings yeah. was going to uh, take over Bob Iger's job. Right, and that might not happen anymore. No. I mean, it could still happen, but yeah. that's a little bit more far-fetched than it used to be. Yes. Far-fetched, far-fetched, far-fetched. Yes. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, speaking year. of far-fetched, is there supposed to be a Pokemon game coming out? Uh, so, a release date was never given. In fact, they didn't even say 2018 when they talked about it. But the development will be underway on the Switch Pokemon game. Yes. But 
Yeah, it seems likely that'll be a fall 2018 game. Mm. If I was to guess, it, they they seem to like October for world releases of of uh, of uh, Pokemon games. They did Sun and Moon in October. I think they right. did Ultra Sun did in November this year. Yeah. So they like the fall months for Pokemon games. So yeah, if they finish it, it makes sense. And if it doesn't get are, delayed, it makes sense because people are traveling during those times, so yeah. they need something to play while on planes and trains. So unless something happens with development. Unless they make an announcement about it being a 2019 game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if by October or November we get Pokemon for Switch. And that is an exciting possibility. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, is hey, this is a good segue into video games if we want to talk about video games for next year. Uh, There's not a whole lot that we know of right now because video games is traditionally... You don't see a lot of announcements. Well, not only that, but there's, thing, there's anything else for TV. Oh, yeah. Not a whole lot. lot. TV is weird because it's something that has to happen kind of quicker right and like we'll get a lot of the tv stuff as it premieres or has yeah the, as the end of the summer comes about we'll yeah. just get, we'll start getting a lot more of these hey new shows coming out and video games are similar in kind of a way because you have to E3. wait until major events for them to tell you right they want to be e3 yeah. uh if not before that Will Sony be doing another press conference like they did? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they they've been so unpredictable with this year, like doing stuff in Paris that they didn't that we didn't think they were gonna do stuff right. like that. And the fact that nobody really made like earth shattering announcements at the Game Awards this year. I mean, it was kind of like there were some surprises, but none that like blew people's minds. No. So I mean, yeah, we're kind of going into kind of a blank slate in twenty eighteen. But so far, what? most likely has been confirmed for 2018 is that God of War game. We know God of War is this year. We know Far Cry 5 is early yes. next year, so that'll be... That's a January game, I want to say. Uh, is that January? I think that's next month, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, we'll have a Far Cry, Far Cry 5 in the world. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, we know Bayonetta 3 now. Bayonetta 3, yes. Uh, we know uh, Soul Calibur 6 mm-hmm. now, unless that gets delayed. But unlikely, it's a fighting game. But, yeah, but, and the, the footage they showed looks pretty done. Right, but other games that are supposed to come out next year, but do not have a confirmed release date. Kingdom Hearts 3. And Last of Us 2. And Last of Us 2. Last of Us Part 2. Yes. Yeah, which if, it, if that comes out this year, it'll be late, 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 late this year. Right, I think last we heard of it was like a couple months ago, and they were... 60% done? So, yeah. I That was during the Game Awards, which was the beginning of December. I envision uh, that being a September game. If, if it comes out at all? If it comes out in 2018, I think Last of Us is September. Okay. It'll be the right after summer release. Kind of the inaugural fall game. The the, the first of the big ones. After Madden. <laughs> yeah. Madden the, 19. The new Madden release. Yeah, Madden 19 next year. Yep. So, yeah, um... I mean, yeah, video games are tough to predict because we don't know, especially we don't know if stuff is going to hold on, so. Right, like, even though the first, the last show they gave for Kingdom Hearts said coming in 2018. So, yeah. Chances there's are... There's a very good chance that thing will get delayed yeah. to 2019. Yeah, chances are it could, but at the same time, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if they did actually put that thing out because they've been making people wait so long. Yeah, but you may wait this long. Why not some more? Because <laughs> people the, like you that create delays. The, the, the Square Enix motto. Yeah. You may you wait this long. Yeah. All uh, right. Speaking of other stuff waiting this long. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, no. Square Enix. No, not 2018. No? 
My guess is 2020 for that thing. Okay. That's way out in the future. If they say anything about it, it'll be another trailer. Alright. Uh, any other... Video games? Like, uh, sequel stuff? Video I think games? we covered the big ones. But there'll be another Assassin's Creed, of course, because that thing's annual. Yeah. Now, um... Yeah, I don't know. Nothing? Nothing comes to mind. Uh, Smash Brothers. Oh. If they don't do a Smash Brothers this year, they're insane. Like, at least announce it. Oh, yeah. Because it's... I feel like now, Strike When the Iron's hot. And traditionally, Smash Brothers is a year two of a console game. Make it come out except for Game GameCube. Melee came out like a month after the GameCube came out. But other than that, though, like Smash Brothers, like Wii U came out a year after Wii U was out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they waited a year. Uh, and so yeah, I feel like 2018 is a start is, is a, a great year for Smash Brothers. You think they'll do it on the anniversary of it of the one year? No, uh, uh, no. I was when you said that I thought you were going to say of uh, the original uh, that 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 would be waiting until twenty nineteen yeah which they could very well do very, yeah uh, I mean, depending uh, on how much they want that roster to expand that would be a twenty year anniversary of Smash Brothers thing if they waited until twenty nineteen which Nintendo very well could do they could do or they could just put it out or they'll do what they do with Pokemon they'll put put it out this year and the following year do yeah, they yeah maybe deluxe. Yeah, twenty year anniversary special. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But I think that would be it would be crazy if we go all year without hearing about a Smash Brothers game. Yeah. Uh, other games that are supposed to come out twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two. A lot of people like Red Dead Redemption, and so yeah, that is going to be there's going to be heat some heat on that one. Yep. Uh, even though there's no official date for this one, I am. Is completely on my radar. Yeah, Detroit becomes Detroit human. Becomes the human. next, uh, the next game, the next uh, David Cage game, it looks really bad to me. But I guess some people like it. What? <laughs> it looks terrible. I like it for the choices. Okay, not necessarily for how it looks. Then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the uh, freaking Days Gone, uh, Sony's uh, PS4 exclusive uh, zombie game, which yes. they showed at E3 last right, year. Right, got that'll delayed. be this year. That got delayed from the end of this year. Yeah. And, uh, just real quick, lastly, um... I think those are the big ones. Yeah. For the most part. I'm not seeing another big one. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, the other one would be Darksiders 3, for those of you who are into Darksiders. Oh, right, yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah. That looked pretty good when they were showing that off. So yeah, uh, it'll be a cool year in video games, potentially. I don't know if it'll be as... It hit the highs of this year. Right. I think it'll be difficult to follow this year. This one's a hard, hard tough, tough act to, to to try to follow, but we'll see. Uh, one thing anyways... I, anyways, the one news uh, that has not been announced, but I'm looking... I want to be announced, basically, is my hope for 2018. And that is the rise of VR games. I mean, yeah, we're getting to the point where those headsets are getting cheaper and cheaper. I, I feel like, yeah, we could we could break into mainstream this year. Yeah. I mean, people said it was going to be 2017, but you need good content to want people to play. Yeah. If they start announcing, like, amazing games for those things, we may actually have to buy one. Right. I mean, the prices for not just PSVR, but across all... It's too high, still. Yes, the Oculus Rift and the Vive... But they're getting lower. Right. Uh, I did see one speculation, though, <laughs> that the um, <laughs> that the Switch could very much do VR. Yeah, it could. Because you could do the, the separate handset controllers, and because it's a portable screen, you could put it right in front yes, of you. Yes, you could gear VR it and yes. just put, put a device in a headset. 
And of course, the problem with that is that it just inherently will have a lower definition than what they're able to do with a lot of the but does more that expensive matter? headsets. But does that matter? It's kind of a different experience. Uh, like, I have a Gear VR. Yes. For example. And yes, those Galaxy... I have an S7 that I use in it. And yes, they those phones do have incredibly good resolution. Parentheses, for a phone. Okay. And that's the difference, is that even if you blow that up, it still doesn't even touch the resolution of an actual VR headset. They're worlds apart. And so people making VR games can't make the same game for both of those devices because they need that fidelity for the actual VR games to work. That's the problem. So, yes, you could theoretically do a VR headset where the Switch could click in, but it would not be compatible with games you're seeing on PSVR, that you're seeing on Rift, that you're seeing on Vive. So they would have to be Pared down versions. Or exclusive. They would either have to be sacrificed versions of the same thing, or completely new games. Which there just isn't a market for. Is it Nintendo known for exclusives? Yeah, I know. Then you have Nintendo basically exacerbating the Nintendo problem, which is, I buy this to play Nintendo games, which is what they're trying to get away from. Is it? I mean, to be the most popular console, that's what they need to do. Unfortunately. That's not what they're going to do, because they're Nintendo, they don't care. But I'm saying that Nintendo isn't going to be the ones making these games. It's going to be everybody else. That's true. Ninten- if Nintendo believed in VR, they would have done it already. They're well, not on board. They already did it. Yeah, well, Virtual Boy was not VR <laughs> at all. You yeah, looked, it was more that, like that a... That was VB, not VR. It was definitely VB. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yes, virtual gonna, bullshit. Yes, that's going to go through, through <laughs> VC, VD, VE, VF, all the yeah, way to Yeah, and make VR. it all the way to R. But yeah, no, uh, I, don't, I see what you're saying, and I think that some third party could do that. Nintendo will not, number one, and two, it won't be supported. Alright. <laughs> Wait, where's that bubble? Sorry. Okay. Uh, VR is expensive for a reason, because it's hard to... It's, it's, it's fancy. It's super fancy. It's super high-tech. You're super high-tech. Maybe I am. Uh, do we want to talk about music releases? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, real briefly in music, uh, releases... Oh, oh! I thought yes. you were leading up to something. No, I was leading it to you. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, next year could be potentially really, really cool. I mean, um, uh, from what I gather, you know, a lot of this hasn't been confirmed, but there are a lot of important releases next year from major artists that kind of were quiet during uh, 2017. Uh, of course, high on that list uh, culturally is, of course, Beyonce. Yes. Fresh from having her twins. I'm sure she'll be ready and raring to get back in the studio and drop something surprising on us. So I would not be surprised if you see the follow-up to Lemonade this year. Um, it also, be Crunchy Ice? Also, yes, the follow-up to Lemonade is Crunchy Ice. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> Beyonce's Crunchy Ice coming 2018. But also uh, somebody who's been quiet throughout 2017 that could very well finally release the music he said he was going to last year, uh, Kanye West. If you recall, there was the whole thing about he was like, oh, I'm going to drop another album soon. I'm almost done with it. That he was tentatively calling TurboGrafx-16 based on the name of the console. Right. And then... Didn't happen. And then he wanted to... um, Said some dumb stuff about... Seclusion. (laughs) About Trump and then canceled all his concerts and then went to, like, psychiatric help and then disappeared off the face of the earth. So... My bet is that if... if, if That he'll reemerge in 2018, he'll announce... Turbo Graphic 16 
disappear again, and then that thing will come out. That's my guess. So yeah, it could be a Kanye year. Yeah. Uh, uh, other people who have stuff coming out include Of Vice and Men, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Puth, uh, Camila Cabello. Yeah. Hot off uh, ending the year with a big top five single. And Fall Out Boy supposed to have something coming out as well. Also, early in the year we have it confirmed that Golden Hour, the next album by Casey Musgraves, uh, will be coming out very, very soon. Uh, unsure about when specifically, but she says early 2018 for that. Let's see real quick here. Uh, Charlie XCX was yeah. that a new one? I'm excited to see what she does. Uh, she has yet to release a proper follow-up to her uh, her first album, and so we'll see what she does. Um, Nicki Minaj yeah. supposed to have a new album out. Could be a Nicki Minaj album this year. Yep. Uh, Bastille also supposed to have a new album out. Uh, the 1975. Yeah, if you yeah, are yeah. interested in that. Teenagers, teenage girls, probably way into that. Maybe. Cardi B, yeah. Cardi, Cardi B and churches. The churches could do a new new album. Uh, for for fans of uh my kind of music, uh, looks like all signs point to a new Hopalong album and a new Mitski album, okay. which could both be great. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it could be very, very good. And again, music's kind of something that there's, there's not a whole, uh, that doesn't need to necessarily be a big gap between announcement and release. So chances are we won't know a lot of the big names until the year starts. Let's see. Oh, a big question mark though. Yeah. Does Adele release a new album? No, no? Not, yet. not yet. I think she's still writing the success of 25 and I think, I think that 25 is not done. Okay. I'll give it another year, maybe 2019 for Adele to come back. What do you think is going to happen with Tidal in 2018? Uh, I feel like people have already forgotten it existed. I think <laughs> exactly. after, so after the stuff it with... Or does it like buy it with Apple? I think after after the whole stuff that happened with Jay-Z's 444 kind of didn't matter. I mean, not 444, people like that album. But the release on Tidal, no one really cared right i think that is the last we're gonna hear of title for a while i think either it quietly disappears or yeah you see the big apple just absorbed it into apple music announcement i could totally see that the thing that's keeping that from happening now is the fact that so many artists have direct investment in title kanye west has a piece of it jay-z has a piece of it beyonce has a piece of it there's so many individual people that are involved in uh title at this point that it would take all of them to give up their shares for a purchase to happen. Why don't they just say, hey, we're going to make you rich? Because they're already rich. I know. So that's kind of a moot point. I know. So yeah, I think that there's potential. I think you're right that there is potential for Apple just to make them a deal and just be like, yeah, we'll just, we're just making Tidal and Apple Music one in the same. Because at this point, there's no real reason for those things to be different because the message of Tidal didn't cross, get across to anyone. Nobody cares about what Tidal makes Tidal unique. And so I think it's going to die a quiet death in 2018. Either way. You think 2018 is the final year of yeah, title? I think it's done. I think already, I think no one cares. I think people are extra not going to care next year. Yeah. Um, others? Just like, big music news. I mean, we already talked about the Grammys. I think I'm really, really crossing my fingers that we have a Lord upset. Just Lord winning at one out? I mean, if you if you consider that Taylor Swift has two Grammys for album of the year, I think it's very within reason that Lord could win. Yeah. I, I think, mean I think more people are on like across the board are on, are liking that Lord album. Yeah. They just she just has to beat um shoot, uh who's the favorite? Ed Sheeran. No. 
who's the actual favorite? Bruno Mars. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, she has to beat Bruno Mars. Yes, which is hard, because that album and yeah. those songs have been everywhere. People love that, and Bruno Mars is one of those artists that are pretty universal, regardless of age. Yes. Like, like I, the amount of times I've heard people over the age of 50 say, that is what, that he's talented. He's such a talented kid. Is ridiculous. But it's funny because he's like 35. I know, but he looks like a kid. Yeah. Still, uh, that being like he's said, 15. Ed Sheeran could do an upset. Ed Sheeran could, but I really, I don't know. I don't think the rest of the year has been as kind to Ed Sheeran. I think those singles charted really well, and I think he's, uh, I think that is, that is something you could say. But, and and yeah, that is kind of the argument towards Ed Sheeran is that he has the singles and Lord does not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Greenlight didn't didn't uh, last very long in the top five this year, right. and that was the only single from that album. It is not a singles album, though. No, but that being said, a lot of uh, play for homemade dynamite. Yeah, now is it is now getting its attention. I was surprised uh, because uh, I didn't expect that to be a, the single. I was hoping it was going to be like Supercut, to be honest. I know. If I was going to pick a single off that album, but here we are. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, so who knows? I actually, I think, I don't particularly care for Homemade Dynamite. I think it's the weakest song on the album. But that's just me. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so I actually have a couple concerts to go to this year. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, Stagecoach has now officially become an annual tradition for me. <laughs> that's an expensive annual tradition. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Imagine the things you could buy instead of Stagecoach tickets. A Twitch. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> that problem may be getting solved for you in a couple <laughs> weeks, so don't worry about it. Anyways. Uh, that, uh, what else? Um, oh, I have plans, tentative plans okay. to go see the Eagles. Right. And, um, and I think it's Colorado. Maybe it's Colorado. Or let's say that's a new date. Uh with Jimmy Buffett. Right. Because uh, that concert was announced end of last year. So just constantly looking at tickets for that and seeing what works. Yeah. Um, also tentatively, I'm supposed to go to Orlando at some point next year. Uh, that's just a vacation. Yeah. Uh, do you have any trips? Not that I know of. Um, so, yeah. I'm sure if I find out, I'll tell you. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think that probably wraps it up then. Uh, we're, we're about to hit hour 20-something. This will be the longest one. But, yeah, yeah. But we did in-depth stuff. We don't talk about on this podcast, too. But yeah, I think overall, I think uh, 2018 has potential to be really good. I don't know if it'll hit the highest of, of the specific things we enjoyed about 2017. But hey, that yeah. remains to be seen. We could be blown out of the water by something that we don't know will exist. Right. That's what happened this year. We had so many surprises this year that the surprises, I think, are going to are not going to stop. We're going to get more surprises next year. So that all remains to be seen. So yeah, uh, that wraps it up. Not only for the Media Both Podcast special, but also 2017. Yes. This is the final podcast that we'll be doing for 2017. Be yeah. sure to tune in for us in the new year, 2018. We will be live. So in the meantime, if you want to follow everything we do, MediaVotePodcast.com is the website we run. You can see all our written content there. All week we've been posting our year-end wrap-ups and top five lists for each of the sections of our show. You can also see our regular features, including uh, box office numbers every weekend and 
new releases every Friday, as well as our thoughts about things that we absorb. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're at MediaBoatCast on Twitter. We're at on Facebook. Just search MediaBoatPodcast. You'll find our page. Please like and comment. On YouTube, we stream the Media Boat Podcast, the titular show that gave us our name, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Just search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our page. Click the little bell to, to subscribe to us and get notifications uh, when we go live. So we'll have our first show, of course, next Wednesday uh, after the new year begins. So look forward to that. We're also on Twitch.tv when we decide to stream some video games. We're also on Patreon.com, Patreon.com slash podcast if you want to help us out. Actually, I think it's just MediaVote, slash MediaVote, if you want to help us out with uh, donations. You can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us out, and we graciously, greatly appreciate it. All right. Yep. Uh, so we'll be back on the 3rd. January 3rd, 2018, for the first edition of Season 3 of the MediaVote Podcast. So check that out. In the meantime, have a happy and safe New Year's, everyone. Yes. And we'll see you on the other side. Yes. And, oh, real briefly, for those of you who do uh, watch us, want to play, watch us play more video games, yeah. we'll be launching a new channel beginning the uh, beginning next year. Yes, we'll be moving to YouTube. Yep. Uh, so be on the lookout for Media Boat Plays because Twitch only allows us to save our past 14 days of streaming stuff. Yeah, this We're will give us more flexibility with our archive. Not only that, but we're going to be doing some more serialized stuff and putting it on there. Uh, we will be doing a Pokemon Nuzlocke. Yeah. We'll be doing a an, uh, NFL Playoff Edition uh, of Madden 2018. Yeah. Uh, we'll be doing a lot more gaming stuff, uh, more serialized gaming on that stuff. We may do some Jeopardy, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll think of some stuff for you. <laughs> Weekly, maybe, weekly Jeopardy. Maybe a super cut of Jeopardies of us playing Jeopardy. Or maybe, or maybe we'll do like a weekly thing, like oh, a yeah. weekly Jeopardy. Do like a do like counts or something, like 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 a fun little tournament kind of thing. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so our our very own uh, tournament. Tournament of of champions. We just us. Tournament podcast. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it. We'll see you guys in 2018. Have a safe, happy New Year's, and enjoy yourself. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.